What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we are letting the spice flow and talking about uh, the eternal dune and other such things. Sapathetic enthusiasm. I outlasted the music. It's fine. Don't worry it's, about it. It's fine. We'll let your spice flow like a desert stream. We'll let your spice flow. We're just going to do spice puns. Baron Harkin and Scream. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I am Brandon Cruz, and welcome to your latest episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. It is Apathetic Enthusiasm, episode 197? Eight. 198. Oh, my. 198. Two away. Two away from the big 200. And and let me tell you, we have got a magnificent show for the, the 200th episode. We did so much work for this podcast. Yeah. So for you, we're going to have, none, we didn't enjoy a minute of it. We're going to have so many guests for the, the 200th episode. I just want to prepare you star studded cast. Could you prepare me? Cause I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get audio from some of our greatest guests of, of this, uh, that we've interviewed for this show. We're going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Chelsea, can we record your dad just talking to me on the front porch? So we can include Mitch Shower, creator of the Angry Beavers, on this on the show for the 200th episode. We might have, uh, we might. I'm not. I'm not promising anything. We might have Robbie Askew from Rounding the Bases, not from Rounding the Bases, an the, apathetic enthusiasm podcast. The Robbie Askew, man, that's one of my favorite people on that podcast by far. There, there's a handful of podcasts out there that I listen to that being one of them. And Robbie's voice soothes me into complacency. It is so wow. great. You yeah. almost steer into uh, oncoming traffic while listening to it. Cause it's so soothing. I do. I do. But then, but then check this out when the police come and stop me, they say, what the fuck is going on? And I say, rounding the bases. And they say, Robbie asked you, <laughs> 
He's my jam. We love that guy. <laughs> and then we take pictures of, by the by the <laughs> and Amtrak. We laugh and laugh. Uh, all right, if you wanna you wanna follow this podcast for starters, God bless you. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we're on Twitter at Apathusiast. I'm at Juggalmino. He's at Barnyard Cruise. He tweets way more than me. You should follow him. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm. Follow us on Facebook. Email us. Let us know your favorite of our 200 episodes at ApatheticEnthusiasmShow at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Apathetic underscore Enthusiasm. Or go to our website, ApatheticEnthusiasm.com, where you can find this podcast and Interdimensional RSS and Rounding the Bases and all sorts of... oh. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Submitted for your approval. It's Twilight Zone <laughs> podcast. That's out there too. Um, all right, we are stream. <laughs> you, you forgot what it's called too. I, I have. I have. I haven't done an episode of that show in a in a over a year. And Dang. and let me and let me just say this: there is right now. There's a um uh not a not an OnlyFans. Not a Patreon. <laughs> Better not be. A, kick, a Kickstarter. A Kickstarter. We should, we, should, we should see more money if you're doing an OnlyFans. <laughs> Uh, there's a Kickstarter out there for a Rod Serling statue in his hometown of, of Binghamton uh, by Nicholas Parisi, who, who uh, is one of the heads of the Rod Serling Foundation. It's at, it's out there, and I want to get back into recording episodes of Submitted for Your Approval, but let me tell you, it is it, it it is really hard to motivate myself to get back into it because I yeah. know it's yeah. it's I know it's an investment of time. Uh, well, you're doing other shows. You got. I mean, I understand that. I I occasionally throw on a Twilight Zone Twilight Zone episode, and I I obviously think of you every time I do because you're the biggest Twilight Zone fan I know. So then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll talk to him about this, and I'll be like, man, probably won't. If <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's possible that we just that submitted for your approval just turns into me and you talking about Twilight Zone because I need somebody to. <laughs> to talk about all this stuff yeah there you go that's this that's the future of this podcast 201 is submitted for your approval <laughs> uh we we are streaming live right now believe it or not uh over at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm if you want to be part of the show uh be in the chat communicating especially with this podcast we can get derailed at any minute so uh, make sure to follow us over on twitch and then you can catch video versions of all of our episodes at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm thanks to everybody that has liked and subscribed and done all of those fun things over there finally there are ways you can get merch you can go to our t public uh, apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop uh, best way to get your own t-shirts with i don't know apathetic enthusiasm written on it that's i think it's out there yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can also support all of our podcast endeavors at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm thanks to all the patrons uh we appreciate your support brandon so yes, much Travis. so much to discuss i mean we already had a, a killer pre-show where we talked about sour beers and uh that was such and- a great pre-show it felt good. We just we just rolled right into it. <laughs> and now let's kill all the energy for the actual yeah. episode. Let's drop it on down. All drop, right. Dropping Brandon. it all down. Now but, let's talk about movies. Speaking of dropping it all down, we recorded a new episode of Rounding the Bases yesterday with Robbie and, and Matt. And with it was, Robbie and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it by by the way, follow them on Twitter at Rounding the B. Uh, it was it was such a downer episode. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, about how much of a narcissistic diva piece of crap he he has been, 
in that last uh, last little bit. Then we talked yeah, about his backup did me no favors on my fantasy team. No, nope, 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 nope. Uh, then we then we talked a lot about uh, the unfortunate accident accident in Las Vegas. Uh, Tina mm-hmm. t- uh, Tintor uh, was was murdered essentially by a former Los Angeles Raiders wide receiver. Las Vegas about right. Raiders. Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, then uh, then a concert. Uh, so it was a very downer episode. <laughs> then a concert where eight people died. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was awful. And it was a it, it was a it was a downer. It was kind of a downer episode. And, yeah. and, and now we're starting this one off on the same note. <laughs> Way to go, Brandon. I'm, I'm trying and, and I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how much of that episode we w- I want to to edit and put out there because it's just like because it, it, there's normally you can get at entertainment out of stuff right but when sure. a majority of it is just being like yeah people people died well Mark my words that will be your most downloaded episode uh, <laughs> to date. Uh, and everybody be like, "This is the format. This is what we got to do." This everybody it. loves true. Everybody loves true crime. It's a podcasting staple. We're talking about modern true crime. As a matter of fact, the modern true crime is what happened this week it's in the papers. Manslaughter. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awful. That's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. It's um, awful. You're an awful I'm, person. Yeah, yeah. And so is everyone else. In the rounding world. the beam. Um, <laughs> Check out rounding the bases. Uh, <laughs> Matt is just shocked in the chat right now. He is. He was. He was not coming. He was not prepared for us to come in this hot tonight. No. Um, all not. right. Let me. Let me. Let me break it down. Let mm-hmm. me bring it down just a minute uh, for all of you listening. If you are a fan of this podcast, uh, you and the twelve other people that listened last time, um, <laughs> you, uh, you will know that we had a a challenge right we we decided in advance on the format for this episode this was going to be a a doom stravaganza uh <laughs> pronounced exactly like that right and so uh about 2 weeks ago brandon was working his way through the 1984 david lynch version of dune uh, and this was just before the brand new 2021 version of Dune was released. Uh, so the agreement that we made is that Brandon would watch that original version of Dune and then watch the new version. I would watch the new one first and then watch the older version. And then we would have this discussion. <laughs> Neither of us have read the books, mind you. Um, but provide our perceptions about the story of dune and how these films uh sort of take the exact same story the same source material and present them in different ways and how our feelings about the story uh, would differ um first off brandon did you do your homework i did do my homework yes i i watched a writ i watched dune 1984 first and then this uh on saturday when i flew back in from florida I watched Dune 2021 uh, on my phone. Uh, I, I, on your I, phone, just uh, as the just as the filmmakers intended. Yes, uh, but when, they also, when, when when they're filming these epic cinematic images, they're like, someone's gonna watch this in seat one A on an airplane on their <laughs> phone. 
one a while they, while, while they enjoy their free upgrade from American Airlines. How how let me ask you uh, for our listeners. I want to I want to take a little bit of a side, Travis. How did you remember what seat I was sitting on the plane? Because <laughs> it's the first seat, one <laughs> A. It like it wasn't like oh you were in three B or something <laughs> like you were you were practically steak sauce. You were reverse steak sauce. Like it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It could it could it couldn't be any any closer to the the exit. Uh, I was. So were, you, let me, were you were you first off the plane? No, 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 no. Because one A is is the window seat. One mm. B is the aisle. There you go. Remember you that. Go. Remember that for all our first class listeners, and you're all both, our first class listeners. <laughs> yeah, I was first uh, class I, in our book. I put on my on my airline adventure story real quick. I I put in a week ago for an upgrade. You know, in and I put in my miles. I had I had enough miles to to put in for an upgrade. But I always I always get put on the waiting list, and I'm always like fifth or tenth on the waiting list. Some always always from there. The morning always of the a bridesmaid, never a first class. I <laughs> the morning of I kept refreshing my app. I was still I was still fifth. Actually, no, I was fourth when I when I started looking at it. And then I looked, I refreshed it maybe 20 minutes before the flight, and I went down to fifth. I was like, how did that piece of shit go, get above? <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I was like, okay, I'm resigned to my seat literally on the opposite end, on the opposite side of the plane. I was sitting in 35D. Damn. That, that was my original my original seat. Much different. Much different. So we lo- we board. I get on the plane, I put my put my carry-on in the overhead, and I'm sitting there. This this woman comes down, uh, uh, another passenger, and I'm I always I always pick the aisle seat. There's somebody on the, there's somebody that I kind of work with on the the window seat, and we have a seat in between us. She comes down and she says immediately to the flight attendant, says, "Um, can I can I get an aisle seat?" Because she sees me and this this guy, she can I get can I get an aisle seat? I just really want an aisle seat. I I just don't feel. I saw some aisle seats back there. Can I get? And I'd already gotten up out of my chair to let her in because I'm yeah. I I know that's where she's sitting. And the flight attendant says, "Well, uh, we'll go ahead and check some stuff. Let me check." And I'm just standing up waiting. This this lady immediately bitching, and. This was the person that was supposed to be sitting next to you. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I I get tired of standing up. I sit down. And we're just waiting for her to get a new seat. And this 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 big American Airlines guy comes, walks down the aisle. And he walks up to me. He said, Mr. Cruz. Like, yes. Like, put that seat. mask over your face or you're <laughs> gonna get kicked off this plane get off the pl- american airlines has a very strict mask policy <laughs> <laughs> he says your new seat's 1a uh there's there's carry-on space up there in the front just go get it and come on up like oh oh okay there's your aisle seat lady <laughs> and <laughs> and uh I, I i i get my bag and i'm like I got my backpack on and I'm like hitting people as I'm like holding the carry on also like, sorry, sorry, 
all the way to the opposite end of the plane again <laughs> and into first class. And yeah, uh, that's 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 a good feeling. That's a good feeling. I, I always joke with my wife because we are completely different travelers. When I get on a plane, 98 percent of the time, the, the AirPods are in and I am I am in my cone of isolation like mm-hmm. the second I'm in my seat. Uh, and she will bring a book. She'll bring something to watch, something to listen to, and then never use it because she will spend the entire flight talking to her new single serving <laughs> friend, right? Like right next to her. Um, and I'm like, I don't know how you even do that. Like I, I never like strike up a conversation with someone. Now I'm not like a, a kind, unassuming, like, you know, blonde girl, like my wife is like, she's just very easy to talk to um so traveling with a group from work i have literally that like last seat i am in the aisle back of the plane right next to the restroom and i sit down and there's an an older woman sitting next to me and we just start chatting about something like uh i don't know if it was work or something but very very nice lady and we just start talking and like um we're we're just kind of having a nice conversation and one of the guys that i work with like he he kind of tries to get my attention he's like hey uh like do you want to switch seats and and i was like why would he want my seat back here like i don't i don't get it and i was like nah it's it's cool it's fine like actually having a nice conversation with someone for once on an airplane <laughs> and he's and he's like no they're giving us first class seats do you want to move and i was like well it's nice knowing you lady and I just <laughs> right up to the front um so yeah so yeah um i mean as as and that was probably the only time i've ever did, definitely didn't talk to anybody in first class i was like nope locked no. in burr, 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 earpods on um <laughs> there's too much space I mean, in between the yeah, seats yeah, you have to, to actually have to yell to to even yeah. you know hear the other person hey <laughs> Let the let the flight attendant know that I want a bloody Mary. I'll write you a postcard. Just put put, put it up front. Anyway, uh, first this class is, this has is... its own postal service. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's 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 airmail in the air. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so we're gonna talk about Dune, um, <laughs> and then if we get enough time, if we don't get completely derailed, we also went and uh, saw a little movie called The Eternals, mm. uh, the new Marvel flick, only in theaters, uh, premiered this weekend. Uh, we will try to get to some of that. We will try to keep that um, towards the end of the podcast so that uh, if we get into spoiler territory and you haven't been able to watch it yet, uh, can't promise you the same on Dune. If you're if you're not up on your Dune, uh, I don't know, canon, uh, well, this is this is your warning for that if you're, if you're holding off on that. Uh, and then Brandon threw a bunch of other stuff. He put business trips in the topics, so I think I think we kind of hit that one already. Nailed a little, it. A little bit, kind of <laughs> came around from the other side there. Um, anyway, anyway, so so let's get into Dune. Um, had prior to this last couple of weeks, had you really exposed yourself to any of these movies or any games i guess there was like a dune rts like back in the day had, had you had any prior dune knowledge uh before i don't know this month no i mean not not really i knew that dune uh i, I think we talked i think we talked about this a little bit last last episode last time yeah. we did ae 
my my uncle liked Dune. He, he he watched Dune. I was aware of it. I like here's here's my thing. Just with lots of pop culture <laughs> references, I know a lot about stuff I've never seen before. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, Dune is one of those things. Like I know it's all about spice. I know there's sandworms. I know it's I know it's a political intrigue. It's sci fi political intrigue. Uh, it's not a Star Wars thing. It's not a. Yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> it's funny that you say that because the first thing Sheena said to me when I was like, Hey, you want to watch this new Dune movie? She's like, Oh, yeah, somebody's saying it's like the new Star Wars, and I was like, Get out! <laughs> and I, I haven't seen her since, so seen her uh, hopefully, she's doing well. Um, but divorce papers, first class mail. <laughs> All right, uh, reason number one relating Dune to Star Wars, <laughs> end of reasons. I don't think uh, any judge will throw that out. They'll be like, you know what? Full custody. <laughs> the spice must flow. I mean, yeah. Anyway, divorce is uh, a mind killer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I was, I was aware of of things, but I'd never seen the film. I knew it was directed by David Lynch way back in the day. Uh, I, there was a sci-fi movie that I knew came out uh, maybe five years ago. I, I, I'm not actually sure. I didn't watch that. Um, to be honest, Dune was something that I. I wasn't, I don't know. I was never super motivated to see, yeah. right. Or, or, yeah. or experience. I knew that Frank Herbert wrote it. I knew all these things, but I'm like, well, eh, that's, that's good enough. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, something, something spice, something, something sandworms. Yeah. Beetle, Beetlejuice. Got what? it. Yeah. 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 No, exact, exact. You, you point out Beetlejuice, but I always, I always associated Beetlejuice sandworms to Dune. I just was like, yeah, like, what a ripoff of Dune. Even though I'd sure. never seen Dune, I was like, yeah, what a ripoff of Dune. Yeah, gosh. What, what, is, what is your, what is your uh, kind of exposure to Dune? Did you, it, was it something you very, paid attention to? Very much the same. Never watched or read any of, um, you know, the canon. Uh, yeah, I had a very pop culture level awareness so same thing you know hearing about spice you know i i would even make jokes about oh those you whoever controls the spice controls the universe like i'd I'd make jokes like that but i didn't really know what i was talking about (laughs) um so when i heard that they were producing a new and updated uh presentation of 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 the dune story i i was really interested because um you know looking at the casting looking at some of the trailers that that came out i i was like this this looks fantastic uh i'm gonna give this a shot and i even like over the summer this year was like maybe i'll read dune like maybe whether it's an audiobook whether I, i pick up a copy at like an actual bookstore um, maybe I'll maybe I'll read this in preparation for for the movie. Uh, turns out I didn't do that. Uh, but and and we'll get around to the books later. I'm I'm interested in it now after having watched both of these movies. So I I want to start with I want to start with you, okay, in your experience of being exposed to the Duneverse. Um, cause you started with David Lynch and 
for maybe a lot of people listening, if they were Dune fans or maybe they hated the original movie, they saw that movie first. So what was your take on how how the film was presented uh, and and I don't know what were your 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 first takeaways sort of sort of seeing seeing that film. All right. I uh, before before Dune 2021 came out uh, maybe a, a couple weeks before that I uh, Chelsea and and the kid they went to the grandparents house and I, I said to myself I I really of just, you know, scanning TV, right? Just to see what's on. I look, uh, HBO Max, see what's on HBO Max. And I kept seeing Dune 1984 on there. And I said, I I haven't seen it. I should really watch it. I should I should see this film. And maybe maybe the weekend before Dune, the new Dune came out, one of my coworkers was I, I was oh no, it was it was the weekend of uh because that day I I did a VTC, a video teleconference. And I, I made a joke about, hey, Dune 2021's coming out. Everybody check it out. And this guy sent me a message later. He's like, uh, you know, Dune 1984. <laughs> like, it's awful. You, I, I hated it. It made me mad, he said. And oh, okay. uh, he was just, and, and he, well, he, he had read the novels. He had read up to uh, Children of Dune, maybe, the, whatever the third novel is. And he just, it, it's, it's, it's awful. He said, you have to watch it just to see how awful it is. And that, that, was, that was the motivation to actually watch Dune 1984. So that weekend, I started watching it. Friday night, I put it on, and I was drunk. And so I fell asleep maybe about 20 minutes in. And I woke Ooh. up. I woke up periodically, and I said, oh, I don't, I'm not, not going to remember this. Let's go ahead and stop it. The next night, <laughs> I, I went back. Like it was like 40 minutes in. I, I take that back. 40 minutes in, restarted it from that point in time. I started watching it, got me, got another 40 minutes in, and then I was drunk. So I passed out again. I finished it that Sunday night. And by that Sunday night, I told Chelsea, I have to finish watching Dune. <laughs> I've, I've got to get through it. And, and it's not, it's not that I wasn't interested in it. It's, it's strange because David Lynch is, is weird in general. As you know, oh yeah, he's a strange director. He's got lots of of imagery, uh, lots of kind of dreamlike states to his his directing, and I I was I was interested in it. But the thing that I noticed most is I didn't uh, uh, narrative wise, it was it was confusing what was going on a a lot of times it kind of like jumped around and there were character there they had character character internal monologues that kind of tried to help explain little bits which which i which i thought was kind of unique because i'd never never really seen that in a a movie before um but for the most part i'm like i kind of understand what's going on but i don't fully uh he's a savior there's a prophecy he took over the prophecy. He awakened, <laughs> and now there's water on Arrakis. That Arrakis. Was, that was yeah. that was kind of it. Yeah, I. David Lynch being weird and sort of uh, tr- being more experimental, being more avant-garde. Um, yes, taking taking risks. Uh, with his filmmaking, none of that's new, right? Like we we have that base understanding. 
Um, but there is so it is a dense story. Like there's a lot going on. There are a lot of there's a lot to introduce there. So there is a lot of uh, what do you call it? Um, exposition. Exposition. I kept wanting to say exploitation. And I'm like, that is not the right <laughs> word. Uh, there, there's a lot of exposition in the 1984 Dune where uh, they are like cer- certain certain lines of dialogue are are just there for the benefit of 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 the viewer. It's like let me explain to you how our political system works, person that's grown up in this political system. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. So um in that way there are elements that are clunky or um and just the the way it presents it um especially for a modern audience um, I just don't know that it holds up as well with some of the other other films that we're used to seeing um, now in you know 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 a reminder, I keep saying do 1984 just to distinguish between the two of them, but I think that's that's also an important thing to note as far as graphics go, as oh, far yeah. as. As far as what we saw on screen, what David Lynch did with the, with the film, um, because obviously when you get to the 2021 Denis Villeneuve, uh, w- w- the visuals in this new one, yeah, I mean they're far away different things. Uh, yeah. Since since well, let let's go into the new one real quick, and I'll turn it over to you because that's the first one that you saw. Yeah, and um. I mean, a feast for the eyes, right? Uh, I did not watch it on my phone. Um, I did just slightly better by watching it on my TV at my house. Better. I wanted um, to call you out like, oh, yeah, because the filmmakers intended yeah, for you yeah, to watch yeah. it at home, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, no. Uh, I, and I still, I was, at, I was at the movie theater the other day for Eternals, and I th- and I saw Dune in a, in a few different, uh, you know, theaters. And I was like, I bet it, I bet it would look real good. I bet it look real good up on that screen. Um, because well, visually, visually stunning, uh, movie for sure. Well, well, I, I just, I just want to make a quick aside there. The, we're going to talk about Eternals maybe just a little bit later, but I, I was texting you as I was driving to universal city walk in Orlando. And uh, I had time before I was going to hang out with one of my friends that night. And I said, should I see Dune on the big screen? And you're like, well, I'm seeing Eternals right now. And that's what kind of that that's what kind of motivated me to go uh, see Eternals let's, instead. Let's, let's go to the tape. Let's uh let's 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 re- review that conversation. Uh hey, should I see Dune or Eternals? Not should I see Dune right now? The question was, should I see Dune or Eternals? And my response while in the film was I'm at I'm at Eternals right now. <laughs> And you said, Eternals it is. So don't act like I twisted your arm. Or no, nothing. no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying you twisted my arm. I'm just saying that some, I was driving. I was driving also, and I was texting. Also, it's HBO's fault that they made <laughs> Dune available on HBO Max. I'm the, the box office will take a hit. There's, there's just no question. There, there's no question. But I, but I did want to see Dune on the big screen because because yes. it, the, the visuals, right? Because... D- Denis, he directed Blade Runner uh, 2040, whatever. Uh, and and that was, that, was, that, was, that was a beautiful film. So I wanted to watch Dune on the big screen. Yeah. But when you said you were in Eternals, 
I'm like, okay, that answers that. That it gives us something else to talk about for AE, which is right now. Let's give them something to talk about. Anyway, um, anyway yeah. so you watch it on your TV. New, so, so new Dune, mm-hmm. um, two and a half hour movie. Uh, watched it. Watched it all in one go. Again, same source material, right? So we have, you know, box office big name actors. Timothy Chalamet uh, is is the uh, the main character. What's his name? Uh, Paul. Paul Atreides. Atreides. Uh, Paul Atreides. Um, yeah, but I mean, tons of tons of big names. You've got uh, Zendaya. You've got. Poe Dameron, you've got <laughs> yeah uh, Duke Duke Leto, Khaleesi, um or what? Well, not Khaleesi. Khaleesi's the the, the what's from Game what's of Thrones. The, yeah, what's 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 the guy's name? Uh oh oh uh. So I'm I'm looking at the Eternals Aqu- cast Aquaman. list right now. Aquaman, <laughs> Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, but what's his name in uh, Khal yeah. Drogo? That's it. Khal Drogo. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan Idaho See, is his name. You've, in the film. You've got all these these big names, uh, right? Um, uh, you've got Drax. Uh, you, you've got <laughs> Batista. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got all you got all these folks. Um, and but the, but the reality is like this this movie, which again, title card comes up. Dune subtitle part one. Oh, we got a multi part. We got a oh, multi part story oh. here. Ooh, ooh. Get your game face on. Um, a lot of information, all these different houses, this whole interstellar government. There's still a lot of exposition about what spice is, why it's important, who who all these different people are, who the um what are they called? Jeez. The Fremen. The Fremen, who they are, why like what their lives are like, all these things, right? And so to me very entertaining film very interesting but also a little bit of work to be like okay all right i gotta remember who these people are i gotta remember what their relationship is to these people i gotta remember why these people left because at some point sheena's gonna ask me these questions and i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to remember so that i can i can keep her engaged with the film um (laughs) and that only happened a few times but no i i did enjoy it i and i think overall the new Dune is a good movie. I there there is a lot to unpack. There's and there are some you know still strange concepts within it, but overall, beautifully presented, um, cool story. Really, I thought, and a really good way for me who has not read the book and do not know the details that I am lacking, having only seen these films. But I walked away from that movie being like, this was good. I really liked it, which which took me into the David Lynch 1984 version yeah. on a high. I was like, all right, I'm, I like Dune because of what I've seen so far. Let's see how that stacks up against the 1984 version. So, so, that, that, yeah. so that was your mindset going into 1984. You're, you're on a high right. from 2021. You're like, oh, this is what this is what the film is about. This is what the story is. Here's the characters. Okay, I'm prepared for whatever 1984 has in store for me. Uh, we're, what like what were you preparing yourself for uh, as far as watching the new film? Were you like, okay, let's see what the differences are. Let's see. Uh, 
style. Obviously, I expected more dated special effects. Um, I mean, the second David Lynch's name comes up on screen, I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's going to be a little bit more, you know, artistic, a little bit, a little bit more, uh, symbology, like a little bit more like high concept at times. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I was really looking to see how they would tell the same story for the most part. Um, and you know, I, I think this is probably the mindset I have anytime I go into any sort of remake or retelling of, of, of the, of the same source material is what aspects of it are they going to present or prioritize in, in this version versus something else. So, um, which you can really only do when movies are based on a book and like if it's just like a remake of another movie that was an original screenplay then it's like all right well they just they just did their own version of this movie but the the movie is the source material um but yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised in some ways with the david lynch version of it because you could really see where they pulled things directly from the source material like because they were so common or because even certain scenes played out so similarly that I was like, Oh, okay. So this must really be how it is in the book because they were both so similar in how they portrayed it in the movie. Um, I don't know. What did you feel like after the 1984 version, you had a good understanding of this story in this universe to, 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 to give you a different perspective looking at the, the new 2021 version? Um, so what, what, what I'll say is going into tw- uh, the 2021, after seeing 1984, being kind of digesting it a little bit, I had a, I had a week before I watched it on the plane coming back to, to Los Angeles. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about, okay, uh, Paul Atreides and, and Duke Leto and, and all and all the stars in in the the original one, all the stories that that was going on, and, and like going back in time and, and piecing it together, like okay, what is the, what is the story? It's actually being told. And going into twenty twenty one, I I said to myself, all right, let be open minded, see what's going on with this story now, um, and just kind of prepare myself for updated graphics, updated uh, cinematography, acting sound design all that all that type of stuff right because cgi is is now in its in its heyday and uh i yes i was on my phone but uh, you know it's a it's an iphone pro you know it's good it's pretty good pretty good screen had my ipods on um and and you're absolutely right as far as some scenes played out so similarly that i thought is this just an homage to the 1984 or is this actually from the source material? Yeah. Cause there's, there's a, there's a few things that are, are so similar lines that are so similar interactions that are, that are similar. Um, the, uh, uh, let's see, uh, giving Ueda or Ueda giving the, the tooth to the Duke as he's, as he's, di- yeah. as he's being betrayed. Yeah. That whole that was totally a scene that I was like, Oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is like just like the other movie I just watched. Yeah. 
right? And 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 almost almost looking for looking for those scenes to happen in the 2021 yeah. version. I was I was waiting for the scene where uh Paul and his mother are trying to get to solid ground. I was waiting for that scene to happen the entire movie mm-hmm. in 2021 and then it happened. And I'm like this is this is this is a good movie. In many ways, here's how I feel about it overall. They're very good movies to pair together. Yeah, in some ways they they are, right? And and one of the things that's interesting for me and I thought about you uh when I watched the 1984 version is the 1984 version goes further in the in the the dune story than this new 2021 version does it stops short of where the 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 80s version uh continued and again part one we don't know how many parts they have they have planned for this this film series but um it was interesting for me to to see that in the david lynch version and be like oh like this movie's still going Mind you, it felt more like a rushed montage in the David Lynch version as they they wrap up certain things, um, and they probably rushed through certain parts that uh, they could probably expand on quite a lot more. Uh, but I was thinking for you, like, are you going to be ready for this 2021 version to end when it does, or are you going to expect it to hit like a certain story beat, a certain plot point? Uh, before it actually uh, is is going to that that's a fair question and i i think reading into the movie before it came out or or after it came out knowing that they're coming out with a part two also knowing that they have at least uh three books i think five dune books overall i i know that i know that there's there's an expansion of story and the 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 pace of this new film, I knew that they're going to have to end it shortly. Right. I, I knew that it wasn't going to get all the way to the end of where David Lynch's film got to. I was okay with it. I was just, I was waiting for that. Where is a good point to end this part one. And when Paul meets the Fremen, it, it's kind of that, that encapsulation of the story of, of, of him dreaming about Zendaya, uh, getting to that point in time, then meeting her, you know, doing the the duel, whatever, and being accepted into the Fremen, and then and then when I when I saw this the the Fremen riding the sandworm, I'm like, okay, this is this is where it's going to end. Sure enough, that that that's where it ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was interesting to me in that that point, mentioning the the riding the sandworm, uh, as far as abbreviating the the content for the David Lynch stuff, Paul was it seemed like Paul was the first one to ever ride the sandworm in, in the 1984 thing. But really it's just as like the shy, the shy Halud, which is like the, the king of the sandworms. That's where, that's where the prophecy was fulfilled. So I'm expecting we'll see that in part two. Yeah. I, I found it really interesting watching the 84 version after having seen the 2021 version. Um, My base understanding for, all of the different houses and all these different um, families and things like that was already pretty set. So then it was more of just, all right, how are they telling the story versus 
oh, I got to figure out, oh, okay, who are these guys again? And what, which I feel like if I had watched the 84 version first, I'm, I may have had a harder time with, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, who's to say? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I ended up, I think, liking the 1984 version more, appreciating it more um, because I had that external reference point. If yeah. I had if I had gone to that one first, I probably would have been like, all right, this is this is weird. And then and then not expected as much out of out of the new version. But it, 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 yeah. in some ways, 19 and we kind of alluded to this already. 1984 is the Cliff Notes version of Dune. Sure, in, in the sure, sense sure. that it is it is a bunch of kind of general ideas of what this universe is about, what the story is about. Maybe not maybe not edited greatly or cohesively or coherently as as, as much as we would like. But then once you see Dune 2021, which is a part one of 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 this this universe, then it it all makes sense, right? It's like yeah. it's like reading yeah. a Wikipedia more, entry more... for something where <laughs> you say Okay, I understand everything that it's saying generally, but then you watch the the fleshed out and you're like, okay, all right, this person is this, this person does that, uh, this event happens, this changes this, and so on and so forth. Because yeah. in in 1984, there there's a lot of talk about the emperor. It shows the emperor, which is is something I don't think is in the novel, uh, in in the first novel. Uh, yeah, like there's a lot of FaceTime with the Emperor yeah. in the 84 version, and we don't see them at all in, in the new 2021 version. Like it, it establishes, it, so a difference between the, the, the two films is they they don't show the Emperor at all in the new film. In the first film, basically the it kicks off with the Emperor establishing what the betrayal is going to be. So in 2021 you kind of figure out through the narrative that, okay, the Harkonnens are coming off of Arrakis, the, the planet where, where the spice is being harvested. But the reason they're being pulled off is to put Duke Leto, uh, the House Atreides, onto the planet because they're getting too powerful. So this is a, a intentional thing to betray them. And it gives a little yeah. bit of other background with like some random alien worm thing. <laughs> but um, you, don't, you don't see that in the new film. And, uh, so I, I, it, there's Which, just, I mean, I think there's, there's opportunities for them to revisit some of those other political aspects as they, they expand the, the story more and, and, and move forward with, with some of that. But yeah, I, I do, I like, like you said earlier, them being like being companion films, <laughs> like it, uh, you, you do get other aspects of it or, Heck, read a book, people. Read a book, right? <laughs> um, I, I I would encourage anyone if you have an HBO Max subscription, you can catch uh, Dune uh, there until November twenty first. So, uh, I I highly recommend it if if you've watched the nineteen eighty four version and you're like, yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure about Dune. I, I don't, or maybe you're a huge fan of the books and you're like, yeah, no, they messed up that one movie. I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't think they can do it justice. Uh, I, I, I argue, give it a shot. Check yeah. it out. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's pretty good. All right, tra- Travis. Now, here, here's, here's my question for you. And it, it's not going to be a question, an easy question to answer because of our different ap- approaches to watching these two films. For somebody who's never seen either film before, which 
which order would you recommend they watch it in? Obviously, you went one way. I went the other way. So I'm, I'm interested to see if it, uh, I, it changes. I think for unless you're like a diehard Lynch fan who just happens to have missed the original Dune movie, um, I would I would recommend watching the new version first because I think objectively, I mean, I think it's a, it's a better movie. I think it's a, it is presented better for a uh, contemporary audience. Um, and then I would recommend you go back and watch the David Lynch version. I, 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 I think as a film, it's very interesting. I, I don't know, as a, as a person that studied film for a brief moment in their history, like there are a lot of aspects of it that I find intriguing and, and compelling. And it's kind of weird, which is cool too. Like, so, um, yeah, no, I, I recommend both, but I would, I would recommend the order that I saw them in. Okay. Uh, well, to follow up on that, Travis, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think I think that is the the right answer. I think because because Dune 2021 is a good movie, and it's a it's a, it's a movie that is digestible by masses, right? If yeah. if you are interested in kind of this political intrigue, a sci fi intrigue, then you'll be like, okay, you'll be interested in the story, you'll be interested in the visuals, and understand mostly what the story is is trying to get at and then if you then then if you want to watch dune 1984 go into it kind of okay you know what the story is it's going to be different it's not it's going to be a little weird you're going to be tripped out with with some stuff uh but you will see what david lynch was was trying to get after i do i do have a, a couple extra points with the david lynch stuff one is I, I'd read that he was forced to to trim it down a lot. It was originally a five hour movie, and oh, he that, that tracks. Yeah, he was he was forced to edit out, uh, edit it down dr- dramatically, uh, which 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 makes sense because there's a lot of stuff where it seems like it skips around a lot, misses yeah. uh, a lot of exposition. Um, but uh, mo- for the most part, I, I still think it's you know it's it's David Lynch, but I think it's as good as it, as it can get in that, that form. Um, let's and get then, the Snyder cut. Let's look at the Lynch cut. <laughs> let's get the Lynch. OG Dune. Hashtag Come on. Lynch cut. Hatch. We could, we can get that let's, trending let's easily. It. Let's easily. start it, dude. <laughs> um, and then the second thing, as, as somebody who fancies himself a fan of David Lynch in general, one of the things I've always said about David Lynch is he's he's got a, a fascination about dreams. It's it's in his work, uh, this kind of recurring motif about dreaming. Uh, on Netflix, I think there used to be a uh, short films of David Lynch, and one of those short films was the ABCs. And we've talked about it on this, this show before. It was a it's a short film where there's just it's black and white, and it's this little girl saying the ABCs over and over again. And it's very creepy. It's very, very weird. And he said that the inspiration for it was one of his nieces was have, was had like a fever or something. And she just had this recurring nightmare where she's just repeating the ABCs over and over again. 
So that was that was one of his things. Mulholland Drive, Mulholland Drive in that film, if you've ever seen it, for our listeners who've ever seen it, about midway through the film, it completely switches. And the main character played by Naomi Watts kind of wakes up from a dream. And that's that in my interpretation of it, it's all about the, the first half of the film is her dreaming about the, the bad shit that she's done. Yeah. Dreams are, are a David Lynch thing. Sure. And guess what? Dune, the, the sleeper is awakened. All, all yeah. these, all these visions that Paul has throughout the film, 2021 and 1984 alike. It, it just, it, it fit in with David Lynch's kind of. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Motif. I, I understand why he, gravitated toward the project like having no understanding of how it actually came to be i i can see why um you know it would be some it was in his wheelhouse right like it it, it makes sense yeah now now last little bit he oh, he was originally approached to direct return of the jedi <laughs> and uh and he turned that down to direct dune instead who who knew who knew? We could have had a, a better <sighs> version of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> let's let's get the Lynch cut of Return of the Jedi with no Ewoks and Hashtag Lynch Jedi. Yeah, and uh, damn fine cup of coffee. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, um, all right, uh, and I don't know. I what I think it's remarkable that we've gotten fifty one minutes into this episode. And have talked about little to no actual plot points of either <laughs> either Dune movie. Um, and yeah. I think that's okay. I, I think that's fine. Um, I recommend you watch it. Go go discover it for yourself if you're if you're completely new to Dune. And um, and then let us know what you think. Uh, you know, check it out on HBO Max, do do those things, and then you know, hit us hit us up an email or or a tweet or things like that. Travis, before we before we go, I, I you know I don't think we're going to be able to talk to, about Eternals. I don't think we're going to have time to talk about Eternals, which is so sad because that means it's going to be like three weeks uh, after <laughs> the movie came out for us to talk about Eternals. Can we do a a short like ten minute spoiler free for those folks that haven't made it out to the theater yet? Um, just general like film review, like feel like feelings of the movie. What did you What did you think? Did you like it? Did you not like it? That sort of stuff. We, you know, we, we can, this, this next little bit won't take that long and then we'll get into our mini review of the Eternals. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Travis, here, here's, here's, here's what I'm going to do because we talked about Dune 1984 and Dune 2021. There are a bunch of actors in both films that are famous, that have been famous, have done famous things. And, uh, so I want to, I want to, uh, I don't know, trivia you in, into okay. to some of these things. You want to so, test me on actor names, which I'm terrible at? Yeah, yeah. Number one, Kyle McLaughlin played the role of Paul Atreides in Dune 1984, uh, who he was also in what, what show? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, that's right. Kyle McLaughlin. Damn fine cup of coffee <laughs> david lynch regular he's 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 been around he's also yeah. no i Velvet. looked that up while i was watching it and i think this was like his first movie oh and he looks old in that movie doesn't he yeah it's like it's like one of his earliest credits is is dune so i thought that was really interesting 
and Timothée Chalamet also played him in uh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Jürgen Prochnow played the role of Duke Leto in Dune 1984. Who played his alternate in 2021? And you, Duke. You can, oh, Podameron. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Was Duke. Yeah, Oscar Leto. Isaac. Yeah. That's yeah. Him. Yeah. He's great. All right. I th- I, the, I thought that there was some tremendous acting in 2021. Like I I really I thought it was I'm going to I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again, dang it. I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a Dune fan now. Okay, you you know me. I I'm I'm big on on knowing actors' names and and that was one of the other things that I was that I was looking for parallels between the two films. Which okay. actor played which character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Josh Brolin plays Gurney Halleck in Dune 2021. Which famous actor played this same character in the 1984 version? Uh, Patrick Stewart. That's right, Patrick Stewart. Nice. Yes. Look, I don't give you. I don't give you. I don't give, give you enough credit. <laughs> I don't give you easy ones. Uh, this one, this one will be easy. The actor Richard Jordan played the role of Duncan Idaho in 1984. Who played Duncan Idaho in 2021? <laughs> Duncan was Aquaman. That's right. Uh, Arthur. Uh, I don't know whatever his name is. Um, uh, what's his? Yeah, Jason Momoa. You, you don't have Jason to say Momoa. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all these actors. I know who you are. I know your faces. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, Chani. I'm just surprised du- I'm getting the character names like for half of these. <laughs> well, I mean, Duke uh, Idaho. Duke Duncan was a Idaho. Duke. Yeah. Duncan Idaho is a dumb name. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Paul a trade. <laughs> Paul as a hero name. Paul. Dumb. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have another dream, Paul. You got that mm-hmm. spice, Paul? Use the voice, Paul. <laughs> uh, okay, Chani, played by Zendaya in 2021, uh, was played by this uh, actress, Sean Young, in 1984. What other film was Sean Young in? And there's a bunch Blade of different ones. Blade Runner! Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah, that's that, that's right. Yeah, that's w- that's immediately what I said when she came. I was like, "Hey, it's a Blade Runner girl." <laughs> <laughs> I I would have also accepted uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. I don't think Einhorn. Hey, pet dick! <laughs> Your gun is pressing into my hip. <laughs> All right, uh, David Das Malshian. Plays Peter DeVries in Dune 2021. He is one of Baron Harkonnen's uh, minions. Uh, Brad Dourif played the role in 1984. Which famous horror movie icon did Brad Dourif play as? He's going to get me on this one. Um, I am. I am. Famous horror movie icon. I'll give you a hint. Small, a toy, use a knife. Chucky? Yeah, Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky. Voice of, okay, yeah, I was like, I was was trying to like (laughs) relate the actor. I was like, 
it's too big to be Freddy Krueger. It's maybe Jason. I don't know. <laughs> All right. This, this last question, we'll, we'll end it. Sting. All right. Is it Sting? <laughs> it's not, it's not Sting. I thought about, I thought about oh, doing Sting. Okay. Well, okay. Two more questions. This one, <laughs> who played Sting's character in the new movie? Nobody. Uh, I, I can't trick you. I can't trick a nope. trigger. Nope. Nope. <laughs> lock lock box up here. Lock, just... lock box. <laughs> All right. This is this is the last this is the last trivia question I have about Dune 84 and 2021. Which which character, and you don't need to know the character's name, which character is completely different from uh their from each other as, as far as, as actors? completely different yeah um i I left that vague for a reason are are you talking about the modib or whatever the no that's not it the the people that are like computery that like had all the memories and stuff uh uh you're you're thinking about like the the witches the the witches type thing no they these are the people that like worked for the houses um, in the 1984 version, you would know them by the red staining on their faces. Um, they oh. like held all the knowledge and stuff like that. Oh, oh, um, that, that is, that is an answer. That's not the one I was, that's not yeah. the one I was my, thinking. My, my confusion with that is you could tell when people were like that, but they did that in the new version by like having them roll their eyes like up into their head. Like they were like processing something and then they'd like come back with an answer. Uh, but I didn't notice like the red staining like at all. And so I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like that they didn't bring that part um, over like the, the, the dude in the 84 version does the whole, like uh, you'll know me by this. Cause I do this and I drink this or whatever. And you know, <laughs> I was just like, this is, this is all right, David Lynch. All right. All right. Um, who's right, completely different? Who's okay. completely right. different? In, in, uh, in... The the judge of the change? Yes. that's There you go, man. You, you nailed it. In 1984, Max von Sydow played the role of Dr. Liet Kynes. I knew her as princess. <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon Duncan to Brewster. To me, she wills royalty. Is I think is the line that he uses. <laughs> uh, yes, played by a a a Swedish uh, a- actor originally in 1984, Max von Sydow, fam- famous actor, Sir Max von Sydow, and played by Sharon Duncan Brewster in the new one, a female. Uh, so when dude, I just realized I had the entire cast listing for both movies up in different tabs, and man i should i should have clicked over it would have been less fun it would have been less fun that way (laughs) you should have cheated uh anyways that that's all that's all i've got for the the cast list trivia between the two films uh so it's so so honestly i think it it, it's awesome uh both of them play together very very cohesive when you put them together um compendium good compendium all right Moving on. All right. Eternals is out. The MCU lives on. Uh, I mean, we had video games and other stuff to talk about, but but let's do a quick slap at Eternals. Spoiler free. If you are not tracking Eternals, um, this is the introduction of a whole new crop of superheroes. Uh, the Eternals uh, 
were ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Um, right off the top, what what were your thoughts walking away from Eternals? Did you did you walk away like cool? I liked it. Were you let down in any way? Um, how did you, how did you feel leaving the theaters? I met up with a friend from Tampa that night after I'd seen the film. Him and his son, who's in college, asked me, what'd you think of the movie? Uh, and I, and here's here's my answer to that. I like the movie, but it is, it is not a mar. A lot of the reviews say it's a Marvel film. It, it felt like a Marvel film. But honestly, I didn't feel like it felt like a Marvel film. I felt it, like it, it did not feel like a traditional MCU movie. To me, yes. either. yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it normally Marvel films they have quips, quips a minute. Everyone's joking with each other. Uh, there are there is some comedy in here, but it yeah. is it is not a you it got, is you got a, Kamel in there. <laughs> like you you cast Kamel in 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 the movie. You, you can't not have some some comic relief. Yeah, yeah, uh, but for the most part, it it doesn't feel like an MCU film. Uh, I I did like it. I did kind of like the the change of pace. Uh, it, it was a a well shot film, but I I do get some of the critiques uh, for it. Would you Would you think? Uh, very very similar thoughts. If you if you're going into this expecting an Avengers movie, you will be let down. This um, much like I felt with every movie. Uh, in in the current phase, the the post Thanos phase of of the MCU, um, they are rebuilding, they are restructuring, they are they are moving into a a, a new period, a post Thanos period, and that requires introducing new characters, introducing new ideas, new elements, um, expanding the mythology of the MCU, which again is all rooted in marvel comics but that is such a vast like catalog of options of things that they can get into that yeah this i mean outside of some offhand mentions of oh now that steve rogers is gone who's going to run the avengers oh i could do it but like that those are all of those they i think they mentioned dc characters more in this movie than they do other mcu characters like it's it's so there's don't expect like you know black widow to show up all all, um, r.i.p black widow's gone uh don't expect you know (laughs) shang chi to 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 roll through a scene and all of a sudden then be buddying up they're they're they don't go to dr strange for help at some point in time this is this is very much an original story about a new set of superheroes that will play into this new phase uh but this is their introduction this is about them uh so just like that those early mcu movies where you got you know you know captain america the first avenger and it was about cap and it was about his story i think that's more of what this is and it was told in a slightly different tone a different way uh still great action sequences still really good um world building to to a degree but it's it's a little different and i think that's okay i i i do i agree with you uh it's 
it's almost a a similar departure in a, in a different way as uh like Ragnarok was or Guardians of the Galaxy was in like it 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 went and explored a different aspect of the universe with a different tone this this tone of this film is a serious tone it it has yeah, comedy I mean, it's got comedy fun. in it but for the most part it's more serious yeah right it it it's it's about it's about being connected to to people connected to others and having love for each other uh even if even if we at our cores disagree with philosophies and and differences of opinion and a political opinion or uh or, or you know the larger existential pieces we are still connected at our core to each other yeah. and uh going into the end of the film again i'm not going into spoilers like even though there are villains and they're they're heroes we're all still connected by being being a part of each other and um and, and i i don't think that is something that uh the mcu has really ex- explored much a a a wide at least cast re- at least recently they certainly haven't yeah 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 a, a wide a wide cast angelina jolie is is in there kit harrington from game of thrones richard madden from game of game of thrones game of chan selma hayek don lee who uh is in a great korean horror film called train to busan what a badass barry keoghan uh i said kumail nanjiani we talked about about him lauren ridloff leah McHugh, brian tyree henry just so many folks in here uh and and fabulous like diverse casting really like uh a lot of representation that was the first thing sheena said as we um were we're leaving the theater is she was so excited because Sheena doesn't do like we do and like read ahead or like, you know, kind of dig into the movies at all before we go see them. Uh, but so she had no idea that one of the heroes was going to be deaf and that would, that oh, yeah. would sign. Right. Yeah. And she was like, it's she, the, it, the most exciting thing for her was like, there are going to be kids who have never seen themselves like in one of these MCU superheroes because, they they're deaf or they sign and to have somebody on the screen like representing them like like is just it's huge and and there's so many examples of that throughout this movie which i thought was was great and i don't know it made me emotional when we were talking about that because it's like yeah like there's there's so many opportunities to to continue to expand this universe and 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 um not just have you know, four white dudes fighting in in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it going going back again to the thing I said, which is at our core, we all have our differences, but we're still we're still connected by our humanity, right? And uh, and 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 a giant celestial, <laughs> giant celestial. And I don't think I don't I don't necessarily I haven't seen many reviews that have really emphasized that that bit of it, and I. It's it's a it's unfortunate because I think there's a, a deeper meaning to this film, even even though I I won't be like yeah I need to rewatch this annually like some other films I think this has a a deeper meaning to it than uh you know Iron Man two <laughs> or oh yeah or Thor Dark, yeah. Dark World yeah. right mm-hmm. and obviously some huge 
teases as is Marvel's way uh, in in the mid credit and post credit scenes. For those of you that have seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. But exciting stuff. Always, always exciting. Uh, you know, nods to what's ahead in the MCU uh, as it just continues to expand and move in different directions. And uh, they're not all going to be wins, um, but for the most part, they all tend to be pretty decent. <laughs> like they, 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 they tend to do a good job. So um, maybe, I don't know, in the post show or something that the two people that are left, will get to hear us talk <laughs> uh, a little bit more uh, spoilerific uh, thoughts on Eternals, but I would recommend this. I don't. I mean, the the critics uh, have given it uh, pretty pretty harsh reviews uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and in turn, I think it's like fifty something percent uh, critics wise. Audience score, I think, is much higher than that. But um, yeah, I could actually look it up and give you real numbers. Yeah, it's forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty three percent on Metacritic, six point nine out of ten on IMDb. Um. 70 uh, Google users 79% like this movie. Yeah, so 80% score from the audience but 48 uh from 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 the critics. So uh yeah, I don't I don't know. It's um what, it's just not resonating with with some of the critics I the, guess. I have to ask you this is the last question I'll I'll ask you and then we can close out the show. But the critique that is a it's just another Marvel film. What do you what do you say to that? What do you say to what what do you say? What do you um, say when you <laughs> fall in love? <laughs> uh I don't I don't know because especially for like I don't have this this deep collection of comics that deal with celestials and eternals and like these are these are not characters that i grew up knowing about so i didn't have a huge connection to them going in and they were the, all of their different powers and things like that i was was all fresh to me um i love marvel films so i think maybe i was a little bit more forgiving to to be like oh yeah cool here's a whole new crop of of heroes and here's the stuff that they're doing i I get some of the criticism saying that it lacked an effective plot. Um, I think, I think half of the film has to spend time introducing you to a lot of new characters and then also creating meaningful relationships between them mm-hmm. that by the time you start to establish those connections between them and give them something to actually fight against it's like well we're two hours in guys like (laughs) time to start wrapping it up um so so in that way like yeah it does in a a little bit feel like all right here's just a bunch of new marvel characters that we're gonna roll out and not have like it you know it The, the the criticisms of heist movies where like most of them is just getting a crew together. Um it's got some of that in it, right? Like the crew's been like the crew broke up and now they gotta get the crew back together, right? So um in that way I could see maybe maybe Dan calling up Kamal and being like, Come on, what the heck? Like, right? Uh, but um overall I did enjoy it, but it was because I really liked a lot of these characters. And I was excited to see 
um, what was going to happen with them and, and where they were going. Not all of the characters, mind you, but I liked a lot of these characters. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I overall, I liked that they introduced new characters. They did it in a different way. They shot it in a different way, and it, it felt like if to me, it felt different. I think the generally people are like uh, critics say, okay, the the MCU format is uh, plot, then a second third of the plot, and then fight a big bad all of a sudden woo and then then it, it it's that's all done it it didn't feel like that to me for this film like so, it, so i'm going to pull up a review uh shang chi and look at what its scores which were I, which i still haven't seen not available to everybody on i think the 14th uh of november right uh disney plus day right around the corner uh, so so <laughs> we'll have to revisit that shang chi legend of the ten rings 92 percent certified fresh on the thermometer 98 percent audience score loved the movie i absolutely love the movie if you want to say just another marvel movie uh yeah it is like <laughs> it you talk about the format introduce a new character, expand on their backstory, create a big bad, epic fight scene in the end. Like like those same story beats, they're there. Like it's you will you will get what you're expecting. So in in and the audience loves it, right? Huge st- scores. It's got comedy, it's got it's got it's got moments of just straight up silliness and so yeah it, it 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 is true to the format eternals took a risk it did not follow that same format it it arguably is a more grown-up mcu movie uh because it deals with you know some deeper themes and things like that um the audience isn't responding the same way uh the critics aren't responding the same way uh i still think it was good i still think i still think it was good and uh to hell with <laughs> the hell with anybody else <laughs> go see it so go support disney they need go, your money they're hurting. Say, look they're disney or, is or, or wait a few months it'll be on disney plus too so <laughs> all right yeah. all right all right well i i guess travis we've talked enough about dune 1984 2021 and the eternals and also my first class adventures from cape canaveral back to los angeles we can talk about that later uh Travis, I want to say I want to thank you for watching 1984. <laughs> and, Absolutely, uh, uh, so happy to to talk about David Lynch stuff with you. So happy to discuss it with you, the listeners out there. Uh, please go out there to at Apathusias on Twitter. Send us a message. Tell us uh, what you thought of either either films if if you watched them. Any, all of them. Uh, send us send us emails at uh, apatheticenthusiasmshow.com at oh, at, at gmail dot com. And yeah, we just thank we you did all, all for these earlier, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm it's just fine. it's call it action wrap at the up end. The show. It's a call it's it action. Long. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, all right. Um, join right us. This weekend, Adult Swim Fest, virtual Adult Swim Fest, uh, hang out with us as we watch other people go live. Um, That's it. That's the show. (laughs) That's it. Hey, thank you one and all for listening. Be sure to go to Twitter at Apathy. (laughs) Uh, Later on. I think we're we're done. (laughs) 
Bye, I'm Travis. Bye. Bye, I'm Brandon. Bye. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.